Hello, podcast listeners. How are you all? I need to take a moment to express just how much I enjoy doing this podcast every week and how grateful I am to everyone who's agreed to be on the show. My guest this week is just a perfect example of the awesome people I get to meet, all thanks to hosting the City of Champions. TJ Sadler is the founder of Yeg Fitness Magazine and a longtime veteran teacher in the public school system. He came across my show and started following me, so I followed him back. We exchanged some messages about how cool we thought what the other person was doing, and that was that. But several days ago, I asked TJ if I could steal an hour of his time to record an episode, and without hesitation, he said yes. So I go from not knowing this guy six months ago to sitting down and having one of my favorite conversations to date. TJ is a guy, like myself, who hopes to encourage people within the Edmonton community to go out and be a champion at whatever it is that you do. I know you'll all enjoy this conversation with TJ as much as I did. Looking you up a little bit and checking out what you're about, like you've got two careers essentially. Maybe yeah. you've got maybe more. Yeah. Maybe three if you like if you throw an entrepreneur on top of teacher, uh, magazine founder, and yeah. writer, yeah. and then entrepreneur. Yeah. So what do you tell people when you get that typical question? Like, <laughs> so what do you do, yeah. TJ? Typical, uh, typical Canadian, almost like with our with our heritage, right? It's a little Heinz fifty seven. So um, I've taught for this is my twenty first year teaching mm-hmm. high school, high school science teacher. Um, I think that's where my interest in fitness and wellness kind of came from is is my science background. Um, I've always been, you know, interested in sport, interested in in fitness. Uh, you know, as a diver when I was a, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. played hockey, played basketball, played every sport. Um, but what from probably about grade grade seven, grade eight, you know, started to get more into fitness. So that's been kind of you know something I've been been interested in since you know for quite a long time. But uh, you know, with university and having the the science background, um, the magazine became kind of a I don't know what I call it, like a, just a side avenue, another way to to put my creative stuff together. Right, you've got your core interest, yeah. and you're sort of like building blocks around it until you've got this like monster Death Star of, of fitness <laughs> or science, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's that's the thing. Like we, I started it off. Let's see, about four years, four years ago in March. So yeah, fourth anniversary, um, just as a blog, uh, social media. Were you the only writer at the time? Yeah, yeah, it was just me. Um, I had, you know, a friend of mine, we were were looking at starting a business together, you know, maybe making something a little bit bigger at the time. Um, He goes down to Miami all the time. He's a big guy in oil and gas in the city and he uh, invested in a magazine down in in Miami and it was a nightlife kind of magazine, sort of a clubbing thing. Oh, what was the name of that? Oh God. Uh, Because I I feel like I just read about that either in a book or on an article the other day. Not sure what the heck was it called. You know what, and I'm not even sure if it's still... Right, but it started essentially as like... Wasn't it a way to cater to, because there's a lot of clubs in Miami, but there was no specific um, niche for like the black community. Was that it? Or am Uh, I thinking it's not completely different? I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, yeah, I'm not sure what it got him, what got him into it to begin with. But it just it, it got something sparked in him that, you know, with, with oil and gas living in Alberta, Lots of money, 
right? Mm -hmm. And it's like a drug, you know, like you were just saying, you, you wanted to do something else, but right. that paycheck keeps coming in. You know, mm -hmm. you have a, la a Range Rover, you have a nice house, you have the kids in private school and, yeah. you know, it's tough to give all that up and try and pursue something else. So we thought about doing something here, kind of lifestyle mm -hmm. and we we're like, you know, Avenue Magazine, all those guys have, they've got that covered. We're not going right. to compete and try and do something with a, a established brand. And we're like, you know, there's, there's nothing fitness. Mm -hmm. like we're both interested in fitness and wellness. Um, we wanted to do something local. We knew the Edmonton community was uh, way more, I don't know, su supportive or, you know, community, right? Collective mm -hmm. in their thinking. And you know, we thought right away, we're like, let's do something where we're promoting things that are happening in the city. And he kind of, he, he took a step aside because he was busy with his work. And I just kept doing it as a blog and, and social media. And then what would Which it be? your kids helped you with, right? You know, my daughter was Instagram, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I, was a, I was a Twitter, like right away. I was on Twitter right from the, from yeah. the beginning. Instagram. That's that a whole new ball game. That was for kids. Yeah. You know, that's the way I, I thought about it. And Facebook. But, you know, Twitter was a way to share, share news and find out what was going on in the world so we could kind of share what we were doing with, or what I was doing, I guess, at the time. Right. With Yeg Fitness. But I brought in two partners when we decided to do a digital, digital magazine. We did a, um, uh, reached out to a couple of Oilers for um, like a training camp challenge. And Andrew Ferentz was the only one who got back to me. Yep. Invited me to come out to November Project. That sounds he typical, to typical me. Andrew. Yeah, of course. Right. And that was when November Project had just started and I'd heard about it. I think they'd had maybe three or four workouts at the time. Mm -hmm. So I went out to that and we were talking about this digital magazine or the magazine and maybe doing it as digital mm -hmm. and him being a big environmental guy. It's, he was... Yeah, you know, try it as a, a digital digital magazine at first. So brought in two partners who could help out a little bit yeah. with that. And then, you know, from there, kind of expanded into into print. Right. So we went kind of backwards, I guess. Yeah, know. that's that's interesting that you went that way. So there's there's a lot of things there that I want to talk about. Firstly, going back to being a teacher. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that you are a teacher, that you're a writer as well. Um, you obviously like to disseminate information and be that guy. So when did you first realize that you thought teaching would be your career? Grade 12. Grade 12? I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, even now, I tell tell my students about this. We don't do this as often anymore. And our school is starting to, um, where we do uh, like follow your... Uh, um, follow your friend to work or follow like a family you go you know you go join a family friend or somebody who's in an industry you want to get into yeah and you go spend a day with them in their shoes okay so we did that I went to Shep and uh, um, that was something that we did as part of I don't know if it was calm or whatever program it was but I went and followed my pediatrician um, my mom's a, a carrier for hemophilia so I had to get checked up all the time when I was a kid to right. see if I had it so I went and followed him I wanted to be a pediatric cardiologist and followed him grade 12 you knew what that was that's well, impressive yeah you know like grade seven or probably grade nine grade eight i knew i kind of wanted to get into medicine mm -hmm. so i already you know started to take the courses yeah. so in, you're a good grade student 10. yeah like decent i'm not 90s yeah. but you know i had the personality i guess good to, athlete to good student yeah. was there anything you're about it <laughs> oh jesus uh, public speaking. Public. Okay. <laughs> now yeah. I'm better as you know, a teacher for as long as I as I have. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got to go sit with him, and at the end of that day, I knew I couldn't be a doctor. Right. He was like, he was a specialist. He's 
always on call, you know, hadn't taken a vacation in two years. Yeah. So you go to the polar opposite of that, which is the the four months in the summer, the nine to five. But I know, and I respect that teachers put a lot more work in than just an average school day. Yeah. And you know, like it's definitely the first few years are hard. You know, my first paycheck as a teacher, this was years ago before we our salaries increased to what they're at now, but I made more as a bartender the month before <laughs> yeah. and worked way less. Where'd you bartend? Um, a chaos club in West Edmonton Mall. Okay. Um, oh, what's it called? I was restaurants and bars. Um, oh, the uh, uh, Senior Frogs. Senior Frogs? Yeah. Way, way back I was there. And then restaurants. That's, no, not Senior Frogs. Um, right where the Rexall is across from Earl's used to be uh, Maxwell Taylor's ages and ages ago. Oh, okay. So it was a Senior Frogs back yeah. then. Yeah. I think it lasted We've got a Julio's. about six months. A Julio's on white. That's what yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, that one too. Okay. But yeah, I mean... It's funny. There's like a generational thing of like of industry workers. <coughs> like, you, like, yeah. like people had like the Barry T days oh, yeah. and like yeah. way even further back than that. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I think working in the industry certainly builds some type of character. <laughs> yeah, it and does. it's hard. And you see so many people not leaving the industry because of that money they make. That's right. And I mean, even my daughter is in that industry now and mm-hmm. going to university. But, you know, it's 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 tough when you're making 300 bucks a night as a 19, 20 year old kid. Right. To want to go back to university and earn nothing or very little. She's making little. 300 bucks a night? I need to go work there. Where is she right. working? <laughs> right. I mean, it's when you get into the nice restaurants, it's, yeah. it's pretty pretty easy when your average guest bill is three or four hundred dollars yeah that's true i never did the high the fine dining thing i always stuck with like more casual like sports pubs or a couple nightclubs but that wasn't my thing like yeah i like to talk to people no i was the same i was the same i didn't like being there until three in the morning yeah so random question for you Mm. but i how have how have you noticed that kids have changed over the last two decades like are there any major difference are we all just misremembering you know the the typical like, oh, you know, I remember kids 10 years ago were so much more well-behaved. Like, yeah. is it is that I, true or is that bullshit? I, I don't know. And you know what? I, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and because I'm like, you know, that crotchety, getting <laughs> that, that whatever crotchety old guy who's pissed off at the world or pissed off at everything. But mm-hmm. that's, I do notice, you know, compared to my first years that, you know, that not that they're, they're worse or anything. It's just they're... I don't know. They're they're different. Yeah. I mean, they're always plugged into to everything. Mm-hmm. So kids today need to always be entertained. You know, even my son's eleven. Mm-hmm. He's got his iPad and he's on that freaking thing all the time. You know, he he he's watching videos and I mean, Minecraft is yeah. a huge thing for for the young guys. And he's he's watches watches kids playing Minecraft and learning to build cities. But it's something that they're also doing in school, right? So it's you know it's encouraging kids, I guess, to to use the technology and I don't know, be creative with it. But you know the the sassiness, I don't know if that's changed too much. <laughs> you know, kids are just as just yeah. as sassy as they were twenty years ago, or right? Just different I terminology, just different slang. I, I think so. I think so. And I mean, parents are parents. I think are maybe busier too today. So mm-hmm. you know. Uh, sometimes can can maybe get away with a little bit more i know if i talk to my teachers the way some kids do today yeah. you know i would have got a licking from my parents yeah you know, i would have well and that's just not socially acceptable right, anymore either right. but and i mean it's yeah exactly i mean but i mean generation. like it's interesting because you know some people will say oh they're so antisocial now they're always on their devices but they're <coughs> communicating with many many more people like are they 
Are they more social? They just—it's just a different I platform. I think they're social in social in a different way. Yeah. Like you know, so, social skills are are diminishing. I think because they are so, you know, transfixed on those on those devices. They're mm-hmm. not they're not engaging with other people as much. And maybe that's you know maybe our society is moving that way too because there's more careers where you can you don't have to necessarily engage with people. You know, mm-hmm. social media manager. I mean, you need to. You need to engage, but you're doing most of your engagement right. digitally. You're not yeah, needing to necessarily go and talk, right? Ten years ago, five years ago, I don't even think that that occupation didn't even exist. So yeah, yeah. but I mean, you, you sort of see the counterpoint too, and like, and you would definitely realize this in in all like the outdoor, the fitness event. There seems to be more events now than there used to be, yeah. and at least maybe just more exposure, more uh, awareness of events, right? Yep. Like. Just like it seems like every day there's something really cool happening in the city that like we're one so inclined and had the open schedule to be able to do these yeah. things. You're like that would be fun and that would be fun. Yeah, but it's just not prioritized for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's so many things for you to choose from nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. every nearly every studio is doing you know a free workout promoting this event, and I mean, people could mm-hmm. and people do in the city just hit up studios to take advantage of those those free workouts because there are right. so many of them so you know every every studio is having to do something to to set themselves apart right mm-hmm. their marketing the nice thing about social media is is their marketing is has changed a ton compared to how gyms would have marketed themselves back in the 90s right, right or early 2000s you know a lot easier to start up as a brand new fitness fitness business wellness business mm-hmm. and not have a ten thousand dollar a month budget, right? Yeah. To spend on newspaper, magazine, television. You yeah, can you can hit stuff that stuff so social. much more effectively. Yeah, if you know how to do it. Is that the way that fitness is going? Is, is are you seeing more? <coughs> I feel like I'm seeing more boutique places pop up, whether it's bar, cycle, yeah. um, Orange Theory. I don't know what you call that. Yeah. Uh, high intensity kind of spin type spinny. high intensity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then like, but then uh, you're also seeing on the other end. I think like. Good Life seems to be opening up a new location everywhere. Yeah. World Health less so, but like Good Life seems to really be taking off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's just interesting to me that you're kind of going to both ends of the spectrum. There's not a lot in between. Yeah, I think you're like you're you were saying with the boutique type studios. There, are, community is huge, mm-hmm. right? And they all try to create their own little brand or their own their own sense of community by doing something different and I think that's what people are looking for yeah like everyone wants to belong at the end of the day exactly right and I mean uh, there's been there's been conversation and there's been lots of chat about you know down in the states especially about um, like virtual reality workouts or um, uh, what is it Um, is it Peloton the bikes I think it's Peloton bikes where you can you get a screen on your spin bike and you right. sign into a class that's happening in New York City, you know, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be right there. You've got your instructor on yeah. your screen. And for some people that works, but still, I think a lot of people like to have that that sense of community going right. into the spin studio, you're yeah. wearing your champs, champs t-shirt on, right? Yeah. So they've got their, their boxing community there mm-hmm. and people get engaged and, and they want to feel part of part of something instead of just doing a workout at home right so then what what is your mission as yg fitness what's what's your mandate yeah i mean kind of two things first thing was to to demystify i guess what fitness is Mm -hmm. because everybody for years all the fitness magazines i ever read as a kid muscle and fitness whatever always had some (laughs) guy or woman on the on the cover 
Um, I've got a 19-year-old, almost 20-year-old daughter, and if there was a woman on the cover of the magazine, her, her tits were hanging out, yep. right? And she was in a provocative pose, and I was like, we're not going to do any of that stuff. Right. That's all That's all the, the puff, like, yeah, ultra non-reality. It sells magazines. Yeah. Right? And and uh, lose 10 pounds in two weeks before bikini season or whatever. You know, those headlines mm-hmm. sells magazines. Yeah. But that's not healthy. Quick fix here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. We, we said from the beginning, or I guess I said from the beginning, and then we've carried it into into the magazine that, you know, that's, that's not going to be us. You right. know, if it doesn't just because it might sell a magazine we're going to build our own brand around i guess being different mm-hmm. and saying fitness can be you want to do two days mm-hmm. you know awesome that's great you want to go to the gym seven days a week perfect if you want to go to the gym you know once a week and you know have a glass of wine with the girls afterwards and then go for a walk in the river valley awesome yeah right? so you just get out be active and and be happy i guess with yourself okay so that's mandate number one and then what the hell was i thinking for this <laughs> um well it's a community i think oh probably right, where you're right. Going with that. Yeah, yeah yeah being being part of the community and showcasing all the the good stuff that's mm-hmm. happening in edmonton um you know when we started out it was just like look at all this cool stuff that's happening we got all these yoga studios uh spin had just come to edmonton mm-hmm. uh there wasn't any bar you know bar fitness places you still had a lot more of the big box gyms or or even the you know blitz condition those types of places you yeah. know the the boutique type gyms the smaller ones but you didn't have a ton of them you know as many of them as you do right. nowadays you didn't have boxing studios or mm-hmm. any of that you just had your your training centers right yeah if you but wanted still, to box was, you had to like go into the, like the basement of panther and right? like, it smells like sweat in there right. great spot right. but exactly but it was intimidating yeah. so do you think if you these, were just coming in do you think these places sort of break down the barriers make it more welcoming more yeah. it's like instead of walking a boxing gym being like I don't belong because I'm not a boxer this is like no no no. everyone can come learn here yeah yeah and I think that's that goes to to the way companies are now able to sort of brand themselves like Mm -hmm. I was just talking to Benny the other day and you know he's he was sort of saying the same thing like they're they're filled to the rafters but they've they've stayed true to their you know their brand over the years of we're going to be a boxing studio yes we're going to do other things Mm -hmm. right but you know everyone is is accepted right you know, we do he was talking about the five minute plank mm-hmm. that they do and they're like not everybody's going to be able to do a five minute plank we don't expect anybody to do it but it's sort of a challenge that we've we put on ourselves yeah right and yeah it could be intimidating but what's that they do that every class or, or they try to do it every class i think there's a few of them yeah I I'm, we're doing a uh, we're doing an article with them on boxing boxing fitness in the next edition so okay i think i'll get into that a little more all right with them stay, t- stay tuned yeah yeah no but i mean there's there's some good stuff happening in edmonton and that's that's where we saw ourselves fitting in was mm-hmm. you know finding a being the platform, I guess, that could help to showcase some of these different different companies. Because I mean, as a guy who's lived in Edmonton, lived in Spruce Grove, so yeah. I mean, basically lived in Edmonton my whole life. You're you're looking for stuff to do. It's Edmonton. It's freaking cold in the winter time, and yeah. you know, we, my wife and I, travel to Europe, and we're always like, so much to do. You mm-hmm. know, museums and go to cafe, and you go for a yeah. what, and you know, not as much to do in Edmonton if you're interested in all that other stuff because you don't know where to look for it, right? You don't know where, I don't know, this class is going to be happening or where this event is going to be happening. So trying to be a hub, I guess, where 
people could come to and say, hey, I'm looking for a class to do, or I'm looking for maybe a workshop to, to check out or a fun run or whatever to do. There's never really been that one sort of hub where people could go to. Right, absolutely. And in terms of the, the writing, so I mean, you obviously like dis- dispersing knowledge, as yeah. I alluded to earlier. I was wondering, like, how do you pick your articles? Do you just basically decide what you're interested in and write about it or like think, hey, I want to learn more about that. I should write an article like, on it. Yeah, we have a theme for, for each edition. Like we produce the magazine every two months. Yeah. So, I mean, our next next edition's outdoor fitness. Yeah. And I've, over the last four years, kind of built, a, I guess, a contact list of people who, who I know would be a good fit mm-hmm. in that. So. Um, Michael Dietrich. Yeah, you had Michael on yeah. here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael was guest like four or five, I think. Yeah. And now he's a uh, wandering... Yeah, he's off uh, in Thailand. Home, homeless man. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just messaged him the other day. He's like, you might not get a hold of me for, for a few weeks. I'll be kind of out of... Uh, Shirtless and in Thailand yeah, for yeah. two weeks. Saw his posts on Instagram today. Yeah. But I mean, a guy like that who, mm-hmm. who loves the outdoors, right? Right, and, and is a perfect fit for something that's sort of outdoor fitness. Yeah. Taking your camping and your backpacking kind of outdoors, doing a hike up a mountain, maybe not for everybody, you know, getting, putting himself in some of those scary, uh, scary situations. You know, you see him in, in on, on Instagram, yeah. hanging off the edge of a Apologizing to his peak, parents on, right? on camera. Right, yikes. But I mean, the idea still is, look at right. all these, these beautiful things that are, are right in our own backyard. Yeah, do you ever dive into how <clears throat> fitness can, can offset some of the stresses that you know, modern day life brings in, in terms of you know, constantly being connected? That's a huge one now, right? Yeah. You left the office back in the day and you didn't have your Blackberry or now an iPhone or whatever. Yeah. You weren't con- consistently connected. Now people expect you to always be on, right? Very true. Yeah. You know, we, we try to do a bit on, you know, every edition will have a little bit on mental health, mm-hmm. you know, physical, um, nutrition, the whole works. We, I, I usually will come into it with a list of about, I don't know, maybe 15 themes or so that we'd like to, to address in that edition. Mm-hmm. And then when I start approaching people to write for us, you know, I also want them to give some some input. So do you have new writers every, every not, edition? Not every edition. We, you know, we, we have a few that have that have written for us mm-hmm. a number of times in a row. Um, but, you know, because we are YEG Fitness, we, we try to get the community engaged in right. it and, and writing for us. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I could, as a science guy, I could write about mental wellness or I could write about, you know, how, I don't know, foam rolling is going to help with whatever doms after a, yeah. after a workout. Okay, so answer but, this, foam rolling before uh, or after yeah. a workout? I always do it after. After? I do it after. Okay. But I mean, I'm sure there will be people who say that, you know, it's better to do it, that are better to do it before. It's right. like stretching. Some people no, I don't want to stretch yeah. before or you want to do, you know, dynamic stretching before and mm-hmm. other people are like, no, you don't do any at all. Yeah. So <laughs> don't stretch at all, right? Well, I mean, you can make a case for almost anything. I noticed for me, the foam <laughs> rolling, I used to always do it after work and it helped with soreness. Yeah. But when I started doing it before it, it helped loosen everything up for the workout. Yeah. Yeah. So if I've got tight hips squatting, yeah. I do that on the IT band and all over and, and all of a sudden squats get deeper and yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel as tight. That's a good point. And I mean, I've gone for, I've gone in with some other trainers in the past where they pull out the little peanut and you're, mm-hmm. you're jamming that into your hip or something before, before your workout, yeah. right? And then, yeah, doing the foam rolling after. I, I'm a big believer of, you know, do what makes you 
comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Do what what makes you happy with fitness and right. and you're comfortable with if yeah. so long as you're not hurting yourself yeah, of, of or course, other people. Right? If if foam rolling works for you before and and you get benefit from it, mm-hmm. go foam roll go foam roll before. Yeah. But you're always gonna have and part of the thing we get with, you know, with social media is, you know, you make a post or you make a comment about it and because social media is so anonymous, you know, you'll have people who will be like, ah, oh, that's bullshit science yeah. or whatever and it's like you know what okay it could be it right. could be just like so many things throughout history eating saturated fat was yep. supposed to lead to high blood pressure and now it's not it's more the processed foods that clog up your arteries <coughs> right so sugar man yeah sugar yeah will kill you. i think there's a case for for almost anything right could be could be taken either direction mm-hmm. so how do you how do you encourage like not only your students sort of <coughs> leaving high school but like just adults in general to continue that path of learning after schooling because for me personally there was a long time between university and up until a couple years ago that like I really you know there's certain things I'd research because I was yeah. interested in but I never really had a mandate of like continuing to learn until I started reading yeah and then I started reading like in the first month I read probably more than I did all through high school because yeah. I was always trying to get away with not doing that right and then you realize wow like it feels good to learn stuff and then you tell other people the stuff you've learned you get you know admirement from them but you also reinforce that learning like yeah. so what are your strategies there I I mean you you hit it on the head talking Shit. about reading well, talking <laughs> about reading right I mean it's something we do in my school I'm at right now mm-hmm. we've made it part of their sort of their daily routine in high school where um Ainley reads we call it teach it Harry Ainley Mm -hmm. Um, and we we encourage the kids to to pick up a book even if it's just fantasy or something you pick it up and even myself I know that like I'll get busy with school running the magazine one of your 19 jobs just life life and I don't read for a while right and then I'll pick up a book and for me I'm like you know what is it historical fiction like I like something that's got a story to it but it's historically historically accurate and then that'll be like, oh, cool, something about Paris or whatever. And yeah. then I want to read something about, you know, Paris Agreement or, you know, whatever. I'm, right. a, I'm a social studies minor as well, so history is a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, reading, I think, what do they say, the top top 40 CEOs or something read something like 50 books, 50 a year. books a year? Yeah. Right? They and then that begs the question, like, how do they how have do time they for that, 50 right? 50 books a year. Yeah, exactly. But we've got, you know, we've got, what do you call it, the little audio books and things nowadays, yeah. right? So yeah. you're doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of stuff is educational. Yeah. Listen to Gary, Vay- Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vee's right? is the man. That's I, I didn't start listening to podcasts mm-hmm. until I listened to him about a year, year and a half ago. Right. And, you know, you you learn a lot of stuff in a real short. Do you still listen time. to him a year and a half later, or do you I did you get the much. message? I, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of repetition. Yeah. I think I I cut it off a little bit. I first started to listen to him, and I think this is a lot of people who listen to to Gary Vee. I listened to the first two episodes. It's like this guy's an asshole. This guy's a jerk. I can't listen yeah. to this anymore, yeah. and I stopped. And then I was like, you know what? This guy had a lot, lot of stuff to say that was really accurate about business. So mm-hmm. started listening to him again. But yeah, you're right. I mean, change it up and mix it up every once in a while, and you're learning new things. Right. But you pick up different podcasts, and yeah. and you find stuff that's interesting to you. But I just hear so many people saying like, yeah, I know, I really should read more. I've been meaning to read, and it's just like, I guess there's no other way to do it than do it. Yeah. But like. There's just a hockey done. game on tonight, yeah. or I've got to go to a concert, or yeah. whatever. Life just dinner gets in the way. Yeah, 
I don't know for for myself I've always I don't know it's usually I'm I'm starting to chill chill out around nine o'clock mm-hmm. you know TV might be on and my wife will be watching what is that uh, the housewives of New York or one of those housewives I think they've got those housewives shows uh, everywhere there's City, like no. Orange County uh, and New York and I feel my brain what about does she make you watch ear. The Bachelor uh, she doesn't watch too much of that she yeah. she has I but it, it, I don't know they're, they're all kind of like a train wreck like yeah. I'll be sitting there with my book reading and then it's like what the hell is yeah right what's going oh, on yeah. peering up over top of your book yeah. trying to and then oh, I can't I can't do this anymore, right? right. I'm feeling myself getting stupid just watching this <laughs> back to the book. Right. So, I mean, I've always kind of made about an hour of my time a day to, to be. That's amazing. You can do an hour. You know, right? but I mean, that's, I, I'm up early for school. Mm-hmm. I'm starting from nine, usually in bed by like, in bed by 10, 1030. So yeah. I've got about an hour window in there where I'm either watching TV or I'm doing something where I can be be reading a book mm-hmm. I'm interested in languages like trying to learn languages oh yeah but it's you it tried, doesn't have you looked at some of Tim Ferriss's stuff yeah yeah yeah. I, I have too but again didn't make time no, for it no <laughs> and I mean I think I think I talked to my wife about this I think there's a name for it it's not dysmorphia because it's like body mis- dysmorphia it's right re- remembering names oh uh, um, well I know one that you can't remember faces is prosopagnosia okay but I don't know about the names. I can faces. I'm good with. Okay, I recognize faces, yeah. names. Have you heard this? Being a teacher. This is the most horrible. fascinating disorder I've ever heard of. Have you heard that term before? Say it again. Prosopagnosia. Prosopagnosia. Yeah. No. It's basically face blindness. Okay. And what it is is like not a lot, but a certain percentage of the population that has it don't even realize they have it ever because they're so good at picking up on other social cues. Okay. So someone's voice or the way they move or just, you know, the way they embrace them physically or whatever. So sometimes there's people who like, they're like, I'm just so bad with faces. And it's because they legitimately have like face blindness. Weird. Yeah. That was one of my favorite ones from Psych. Well, and that's a cool name for it too. That'll yeah. make you remember it, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, I've always I've, I've always been bad with names and mm-hmm. I think that's why like I have a hard time with languages. Right. Do you make your students wear name tags? No. No. And I feel bad because you, so you just resort to like hey you and but Well, I mean some of the kids like some of them I've taught since grade 10. So I've taught them for 3 years yeah. by the time I get them in grade 12. Mm-hmm. Usually I get them by that point, but you know, a lot of the kids were a month month into school and I don't lost cut. So I we've gone remember, too far. You know, I can't not know you. June and I'm still like, oh man, what's that kid's name? Especially That's, a kid if I haven't really had to, de- you know, talk to him yeah. all that much because he's good or because he's bad or just that they average. They've been average and they haven't yeah. haven't you know engaged very much yeah. in the class. I mean, I try to get around and I'll engage with them, but it's not that I don't find their names important. Like I find when I do roll, you know, do attendance and stuff. Um, I'm in a school where we have a lot of different, you know, different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. So I always think it's important if I'm going to call a kid by their name, right. that I call them by their proper name or I pronounce it properly, yeah. right? I may not remember it, you know, three days later. I don't want to say it, but I just don't know it. <laughs> that's right. That's like that's like working at the bars. Like we have regulars who have been coming in for months. Yeah. Like I've known them almost a year. Yeah. And I don't know their name. No. And it's like, like I see this guy once a week. And we've gone too far. I just can't. It gets ask. awkward, right? I can't. What well, yeah, like, yeah. I can't ask this guy his name. Hey, bud. <laughs> hey, pal. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I have the sort of running joke where if, if somebody's coming up mm-hmm. that that I I know, yeah. I'll just introduce Quick her. Voice. Yeah. And we're like, oh, hey, this is my wife Ashley. And, look, and then I won't them. say anything. And then Ashley will be like, oh, hi, how are you? What's yeah. your name? And 
sort of I like it. That's good teamwork who comes out to any work. of our events or anything. <laughs> it's like if I'm introducing you that way, yeah. it's not that you're not important. It's I just cannot remember. Just a lot name. of knowledge to know, right? Yeah. yeah. So I scrolled through your social media and through your Instagram because I'm a creep like that, but I also like to do research. Yeah. Um, and you do like you do a lot of interesting things and you do a lot of fun, exciting things. So how do you manage that? Like, do you do you and your family plan? things like you have every quarter every month or every year you're like we're gonna hit x y and z because a lot of people just don't plan for that and and therefore things never happen or is it all like spontaneous fun in the sadler sadler family it's uh it's a lot of it's a lot of boring stuff most of the time i mean i'm not posting stuff on my my social media of me sitting there with my feet up in a glass of wine Watch, know, sc- watching housewives at the, at the tv <laughs> watching housewives or cheering for the oilers mm-hmm. right it's like we try i try to get we try to get out as much as we can mm-hmm. unfortunately a lot of the stuff that we wind up unfortunately for my family a lot of the stuff we wind up doing is is business right. things you know um my wife and i do a lot of the workouts and mm-hmm. you know out at different events um my daughter and I, we got uh, taken out to, to Kelowna for three days to, to through tourism Kelowna. So that was kind of fun for That's her awesome. and I to go have a weekend as dad and daughter. Yeah. And she did some writing and, and I did the, you know, did some photography and we checked out some stuff. So, you know, we, we try and do try and do as much as we can as a family. You know, like I said, unfortunately, sometimes it's mm-hmm. it's business stuff. So we try to make it fun. Luckily, it's a cool it business, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be worse, yeah. right? I could be lugging them off to, you know, somewhere. No offense to anybody living in the Northwest Some Territories or Yukon. But kitchenware conference yeah, yeah, in Idaho or yeah. something. Um, I just totally lost what I was going to ask you about. I, um, oh, yeah. Did you teach your daughter? Did she go to your school? She was. Yeah. She was in my class for a day and... She, when you're in a bigger school, mm-hmm. it's I don't think there's really like a, a technical whatever law that the right. kid isn't allowed to be taught. It's just conflict of interest, right? Right. You're and just like, well, there's other teachers. We'll just put them over yeah. there. Yeah, and I mean, teachers would probably your parents might be like, well, you're spending more time teaching your daughter, or you're being easier on her on an example. Like, no, I guarantee you, I'd be harder on and, my and kid. I would be. I probably yeah. would be. So, and she probably wouldn't have wanted to be in my class anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of awkward calling your your dad Mr. Sadler instead yeah. of dad. Yeah. So, yeah, I never had to never had to teach them, but she was in my school. What kind of teacher are you? Are you like the I'm cool teacher? Yeah. Do your do your kids call you Teach? No. No. no? I Mr. Mean, Sadler? I, yeah. And I mean maybe when I was when I was younger I used to wear, you know, the diesels and yeah. whatever and not because I was trying to be cool and that was just my right. my style or whatever back then, but I've always been really laid back. Mm-hmm. I don't let don't let stuff get to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I need to be hard ass, I am, but at the same time, I mean what being a, a, a hard ass all the time and having these you know extremely strict rigid ways of, of going through your life mm-hmm. most most occupations aren't going to be like that I mean of course there's you know beyond you got to be on time mm-hmm. right you have to be here late that's a big pet peeve of mine yeah to begin with yeah like, your time's not any uh, more valuable than mine you know kind of thing, right? we've all got friends who show up late Chronic. constantly yeah. so you make your you know supposed to meet at six o'clock okay well, we're meeting at 5 30 for yep. for drinks i'd like the record to show that tj was five minutes early to our appointment today <laughs> which is lovely appreciate <laughs> I mean, that i just 
I don't know, as a personal thing, I've always, maybe that's, you know, my upbringing with my parents, it's always been kind of a rude thing, I guess, to to be late, you mm-hmm. know, can't, there's no such thing as being fashionably late. What's the saying? Late. Five minutes on time, five minutes <laughs> early is on time, on time is late, and yeah. late is unacceptable. That's right. Right? That's right. So I think I, I say the same thing to the students. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're late for class. Well, how's that going to be any different than when you're, when you're working, you know, out in, a, in an office doing whatever, you're just doing a sales call, you got a sales pitch with some major company and you show up 10 minutes late for your appointment. Yeah. You can't say, well, my my alarm clock didn't go off, right? It's not an excuse anymore. Yeah, so exactly. Certain things I'm, I'm chill <laughs> My with, mom couldn't give me a ride to oh, work. Oh, God, that's the, the grade 12 kids that say that. So take the bus, bud. Right. <laughs> so you've been teaching for 21 years now. Yeah. Who's your favorite ex-student? And I mean that in like who's out there doing like great things that you've like kind of kept in touch with. Do you know the, the ploof? Twins, the sisters, no. basketball. No, keep in mind, I didn't grow up in Edmonton. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, they're both on Team Canada for basketball. Yeah, they're doing awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, oh God, who have I taught that's uh, uh, that's been at Ainley? I have a girl who's um, she's actually finishing a career, or finishing her education at Ryerson. Who's now who's doing the thing that my daughter wants to be doing? And okay, so she's off in in London right now in fashion doing fashion oh technology. no way and that's kind of cool because it kind of inspired fashion technology was it be fashion fashion communications okay so she's what is that it's not it's not doing the designing okay but it's so like devil wears prada yeah like i think the it's magazine. more like you're the public relations you're the person who'd be doing the right. uh what if you've got a, a client and you're the one that's sort of out what is that called um <laughs> stylist, I guess. Right? Okay, yeah. So you could be a stylist, or you could be a buyer for right. Holt Renfrew or Saks or Neiman's or whatever. Okay, that's so, got to be a cutthroat industry. I think so. Yeah, and I think like my daughter's applied to get into Ryerson to get into it, and mm-hmm. you had to write a big long essay to be able to be able to get in, and mm-hmm. you know she's got her backup plan, but that's that's her primary. She started at U of A and wasn't her thing not for well not it's pretty awesome everybody. she's got that specific of a plan yeah especially at her age if she's 19 or 20 like yeah. i know <laughs> most kids don't have that right no most no. kids go into university being like well i'm gonna go to university and then i don't know we'll see yeah what are you majoring in i don't know we'll see well and that's yeah you start out in arts yeah. just taking classes because you you have to take an english class you have to take a sociology class and then you're like what did i just waste the last <laughs> you know, last year for, and that's mm-hmm. what my daughter said. She's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going back next semester. She made a year mm-hmm. and she's like, I feel bad dad that I, we paid her university. She's like, I feel bad. I wasted seven grand. I'm like we didn't waste seven grand. You yep. got a year's worth of education out yep. of it. And you're not going to be wasting 21,000 for another three years, right? <laughs> to do something that, or get an education in something you're, you're never going to use or not yeah. want to use. Yeah, right? of course. It's better you figured it out now than, than three years down the road. Yeah. And I mean, not everybody figures out what they want to do when they're 19 or 20 years old. Right. Right. Again, I just, I think it goes back to like just <coughs> doing things yeah. like, you know, pl- make a plan and go, go with it and yeah. adjust. I think to me, that just seems what most 
people who are successful in life have in common yeah. is that they just set a goal. If things change, they change their plan and then, and then go from there. Yeah. But really pouring everything you've got into that plan that you've made That's and right. not half-assing it. Right. And I mean, education as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's tougher for us to say nowadays you need that university education. To yeah. Get what's going job. on with that? What's, well, I mean, There's so much you, pushback to you university. Don't, you don't need it as, as much anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs who, who, fin- who didn't even finish high school, mm-hmm. right? And they're running million-dollar companies. Right. Now, I mean, it takes a certain personality and, and perseverance and mm-hmm. sort of internal motivation to be able to do that, right? right? Most people that don't finish high school don't finish high school. You only hear about the success stories, right? Exactly. You so, don't hear about the McDonald's managers yeah. who didn't, hey, I didn't finish high school. Look at yeah. me now. And the kids who who think that or look mm-hmm. at that and they see, oh, this guy never finished university and they're running, you know, a huge massive. Well, I can do the same. Right. Well, no, it's got to make it tough for now. Kids have access to information. Yeah. Like, because sometimes you, I don't know, maybe not, but like it's, to me, it seems like you could lie to kids back in the day if the intent behind the lie was good. <laughs> was now good. you can't get away with that. Yeah. I think my my the one that got me and made me realize that was back when with Fort McMurray before mm-hmm. the oil went into the into the crapper. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, I'd say to kids, you know, you you gotta you gotta come to school, you gotta study, you gotta you know, you need to get into university, you gotta get a degree and yeah. make your money. And they're like Sadler, I'm already lined up to be going to Fort McMurray next year. <laughs> I'm gonna be making more money than you are. Oh, no. and I was like, I look you at the kid, I'm like. Touche, right? What, what can I say? Yeah. But I said to him, I said at the same time, my brother-in-law, who mm-hmm. was, you know, kid that was similar, you know, not not motivated by school, definitely a hands-on guy, welding and whatever. Um, he went to Nate and at least got his whatever his journeyman certificate to be a to be a welder. Mm-hmm. So now he's got his own rig, and while it's you know minus thirty outside, he's able to sit in the truck, mm-hmm. you know, sipping his Tim Hortons on his on his phone and the other guys are outside working in the minus 30. So I said that to that kid, I was like, you know, sure, you can go up to Fort Mac, different lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? You're gonna be outdoors, it's freezing, so it's minus 30. You'll bust your ass for that money. Yeah, I'll be inside sipping my Starbucks, (laughs) right? Sure, I'm not going to maybe make as much as much money as you, but right. different lifestyle. But now it's really easy to go to kids like, look, that's that's not promised. That's that's variable, and you never know when that's going to go, right? You look at a bubble like what's just happened, right? Yeah, yeah. You can make a lot of money, but once that industry's gone, all your little toys disappear with it. If you got your education to fall back on, you know, yeah. then then you can, you know, buy ride the wave out. Mm-hmm. Of, a, of a bad economy. So if you were if you were leaving high school right now, what would you what would you go into? I'd be in communications. Communications. Yeah, I, I, I love write. the marketing and communications and mm-hmm. social media. You know, digital digital media, all this new stuff. Did you did you have any um, skeptics when you first started the magazine? Did, was anyone like like come on, Sadler? Like you've been teaching for 17, 18 years. You all of a sudden want to start a new business? I think I think, and it wasn't it wasn't a skeptic. It was it was a oh, why are you why are you doing this? It's it's taking a lot of extra time. Was my was my wife? She's my number one supporter of course. for sure with yeah. everything. And I I have to say that, but mm-hmm. she is for sure. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Ashley. What up, Ashley? She she definitely puts up with with a lot of my shit. Yeah. You know, especially weekends since being a teacher. I mean, I'm school nine to five or nine to four, mm-hmm. eight thirty until until four. And then everything business takes place after that. So right. you know, coming here, she's making dinner right now yeah. while while we're doing the podcast. Nice. 
nice, right? What's on the menu? Nah, what you making? Salmon. I salmon love salmon. Plant. All right, Ashton, yeah. coming over. Coming over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that was that was the only kind of not negative, like the only thing that was like not you know wanting me to con- to pursue it further. Like mm-hmm. I love teaching. Yeah, I really love doing this because I get to go and and you know meet people and and talk in a different way than. than so I she teach. was more the voice of reason. She, she was, was like, "Look, just be sure you really want to do yeah. this, and then I'm all in." And she said, "You can't quit teaching." Nice, you know. Yeah. It's like she's a teacher as well. I mean, hey, teach. We, we have a nice pension. Yeah. We we do get. We talked about it at the beginning. You know, we do get our summers off, mm-hmm. which is nice. And the good, do you ever swap the good breaks, exams, or tests, and try and mark each other's? No, no. She teaches, probably not a good idea. She teaches IB social studies. And yeah, but you've got a essays. social minor. It's essays. Oh, okay. You know, too much reading. Science is a lot of multiple choice and numerical yeah. response. Those are. Those <laughs> oh, so are yours easier. are easier. Those are easier. Uh, I see right? That's not a fair trade off. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned something in your Twitter bio that I wanted to ask you about. It says dating my wife. Oh yeah. What's that about? You know, it's. I think it's important. I've been married. We've been married for 20, 20, 21 years. As soon as I started teaching the same, <laughs> same year, two months later, we got married. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's really easy to keep track. Eh? Yeah. Right. Lucky. Right. Okay. I think it's, uh, so many marriages nowadays, you know, end up in, in divorce. Mm-hmm. I think, was it over 50% of over marriages half, end yeah. up in divorce? Yeah. Uh, there's, ourselves and then and what percentage don't that should that should that's the right? question and, mark. you know and that's a good that's a good thing and i mean a lot of a lot of marriages today i think are a lot of people that get married today um get married for the wrong reasons you know it's for the the wedding instead yeah. of getting married for the marriage and you did it for the instagram that's, <laughs> that's the hard part right yeah. i mean every marriage every every successful marriage has had a lot of years where it's been like what the fuck are we yeah. are we doing right and it's i think it's how you work through those those years when it's not it's not great right you know and yeah in some cases for sure you you maybe don't stick around just because you have the kids or whatever right you you separate because it it just makes sense for mm-hmm. both people but uh i think it's important if you're going to have a good you know good relationship with with your significant other or anybody to to feel that you know like you're you're dating you know and you can't do it all the time I mean you, you have work you have kids you can't be spontaneous all the time and you know whisk off the teachers can't ditch school to right be with each right? other that's a bad and, and that's the thing but I mean last year we got the opportunity we, we won a contest uh, to head down to Vegas for the NHL Awards oh, amazing. it was right in the middle of right in the middle of, uh, of school yeah so luckily we get the opportunity to take three days we have to pay for a sub to come in but okay middle of the year yeah. like Boom, Get your permission slip signed from the principal and right. you're out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So I mean it was doing something like that and sure we had summer coming up a couple couple months later, or I guess a month month mm-hmm. after that. But mm-hmm. you know, we still talk about how that was such a an awesome experience seeing Connor get yeah. all those trophies. That was oh, I bet that was pretty sweet. Jeez, he's in tight for uh, to do that again. Yeah, yeah, he's getting closer. He's getting closer. Getting closer. And Kucherov is injured for a couple of games. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was out for a little bit. So what is he? He's only six points back. Yeah, he's six points back. Yeah. He could get all six points tonight. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Otherwise, I would let you go if the game was yeah, on right yeah. now. <laughs> so, getting back to the community, because the other thing in your bio that interested me was community shaper. What what do you really hope for this city? Like what what do you what do you want to see happen here? I hope I hope people get engaged. Like I hope people don't look at Edmonton the way I've always looked at Edmonton. Like ah, it's 
Edmonton, mm-hmm. right? There's been that saying for so long about the city and people leave Edmonton because there's nothing to do, it's mm-hmm. especially young young people. I mean, my daughter is now out in, in Nanaimo going to be in Victoria mm-hmm. because, you know, the city was just not not her thing, not right. exciting for her, whether that's her own, her own, you know, issues, own fault, not, not putting herself out there to find things to do or, or just hates the cold, hates the fact that, you know, you go to a movie or you go for a dinner and yeah. that's all there is. But right? I, I think that could also be a little bit product of just growing up in a place and wanting to really break free of the bubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Vancouver and I left for university yeah. and people ask me all the time, like, why would you ever leave Vancouver? It's yeah. the nicest city in Canada. Because yeah. uh, I grew up there. Right? Yeah. You just get used to it. You want to go experience something different. Yeah. You know, London, Ontario for my first two years of university. That's when I realized, really realized I took for <laughs> Vancouver for granted. <laughs> you know, this is a city? Like, yeah. where are the mountains? Where's the ocean? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, so that could be it. And I mean, obviously, Vancouver Island, and I, that's phenomenal to right. go out there. So different from Edmonton. But I know a lot of people who have moved here later in life, like myself, who really love this city. Yeah. We're like, wow, there's like, and the sense of community is always the number one thing mentioned, right? Yeah. And I think because we're, I mean, we are a sm- we are a small city, mm-hmm. but we still have, we kind of have that, well, I should say we're, we're a bigger city, a million mm-hmm. people, but we still have that small city kind of yeah. mentality so where- small, big city or big, small, so I'm not right? sure about it. Yeah. A million people, I mean, we're we're fairly, you know, fairly large in, in Canada, I guess, is in terms of a big city, but we have that community, community spirit, right? Yeah. You go to New York or you go to LA, you go to a big, big city, Vancouver, and, just not that same sense no. of belonging. You can't, no. there's 8 million people in a city or 12 right. million people in a city. How can you have that sense of sense of community? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, I guess for good and bad, it's like any small town too, right? You know, if, if you live in a small town and that sense of community, everybody knows your business and yeah. that can happen here in Edmonton right. as well. But With community, you sacrifice privacy, right? You do, you Big do. city's the opposite. Yeah. So what are we lacking here? What, what, what are some things that you think we could do better? In this city, or things you'd hope to see change or, or I, impacted, and this is a this is a a contentious point I think for a lot of people. Ooh, I love it. Um, I think it's not so much community; it's like infrastructure for transportation and having bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Like we live in the far west end, so it's you know it's definitely tough for us to bike downtown, yeah. right? And I know people downtown are pissed off because of the bike lanes and how the bike lanes get plowed before mm-hmm. the the city roads get plowed and you know I'm I'm a supporter of of Don Iveson with trying to get that right that you know that transportation system set up downtown to to encourage people to to bike we're a northern city mm-hmm. so it's not like my wife and I go to Amsterdam all the time and Berlin Amsterdam Paris I mean everybody's biking in those cities yeah. right different climate so it's not necessarily possible here to to have it extend as much but I think it's it's still you know a little bit of the mentality once people get over the fact that there are bikes on the road and, mm-hmm. and they can share the road with with the bikes. Right. We don't need to necessarily have a a concrete barrier between the bikes and the the, mm-hmm. the traffic. Yeah, and I mean the bike the whole bike lane topic gets so convoluted because there's so much research like both ways you yeah. know like there's you know, people claim that taking up a, a lane of traffic takes up more or you know takes away a lane of traffic slows down the traffic 
But in reality, studies have been done showing that, well, when you don't have two lanes, cars aren't going back and forth as much. So in fact, the traffic mo moves just as smooth, if not smoother with yeah. only one lane. But then, I mean, like you factor in like the snow and like the winter city and yeah. like, it's just, there's so many factors, but I mean, I agree. Like, I think our, our transportation network is seriously lacking. Yeah. Like it's, it's some areas in, in the city where it would be like a 20 minute drive are like a 50 minute transit. Yeah. And that's just crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if, I mean, it's cool that they've got the new LRT line going from Mill Woods through downtown and then it'll shoot out here West, yeah. but putting that above ground, further in, interrupting traffic, not only traffic now, but now the bike lanes yeah. too, right? Like, I don't know if that's the right solution either. What do you do, right? I mean, you look at your Build it underground. it's all underground, yeah. right? cost they don't want to do the upfront cost but like yeah. if we want to grow as a city like we yeah. need to look long term 20 yeah. 40 100 years into the future yeah and that's very tough for a city council that has elections every few yeah. years right they yeah. want to keep their job in the here and now so who do i piss off the least well yeah exactly right. and i mean amsterdam has all their i mean their their whole train system is all above ground too mm -hmm. and i think it's i don't know if it's i mean the mentality or if it's that the majority of their city doesn't drive mm -hmm. you know i mean bikes have the right of way in amsterdam so yeah. if you've got the tram going down the middle of the street well now you're not waiting for a red light you're not waiting for the crossing arm right to come down on the i teach at ainley and mm -hmm. there's the lrt on 111th man i could sit there for four lights sometimes waiting to get my advanced phase and you get frustrated right yeah. but that's that's our our infrastructure that's sort of the hand we're dealt i guess being a being a cold northern city yeah but yeah would, you're right i mean putting everything underground would cost a hell of a lot more but in the long term you, you know, know you satisfy everyone that way yeah yeah you don't have the trouble and and you're not outside in the cold because that sucks too yeah obviously yeah so who are the who are three to five people that you think are making a real serious positive impact on this city currently like like not like 10 years ago or five years ago but like in the last couple years and like currently Man, um, I mentioned Don. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I've liked Don. I've been a supporter of his since since the beginning. I think he's brought brought a lot to the city. Um, you know, when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to the arts, when it comes, you know, people will, oh, the Talus Balls and whatever. What's that? Well, okay, this, mm -hmm. they've made a decision about how. I don't mind those balls. Budget, right? It's, Our arts way better than Calgary's. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's weird, but it's it's cool at the same time. It looks good in the summer yeah, with the yeah. with the grass now growing down in. there. Yeah. Oh God, who else is doing some? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily need to be like a politician or someone putting in you know, through motions and, yeah. and acts, but like even <clears throat> like to me, someone who stands out is Jelena Mergenovich, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Because she's just like, it, A, she's making a great name for, for women and how much of an impact they can have and, and how, you know, titled and decorated she is. But I think like she's making a good name for Edmonton. Yeah. I think it's, it's really cool to see what she's doing. And now like, you know, she could have bolted at any point she in her could've. career and made more money elsewhere, but oh, yeah. she committed to this city and now she started her new champions boxing studio business in the city. Yeah. So that's one name that sticks out to me. There's I'm, a lot of, you know, a lot of the other, not necessarily wellness sports figures, uh, Steve Sir, we had in the magazine a little while ago. Who's he's that? Basketball guy. He's, okay. he's still got the, the NCAA record for, was it field goal or no, free, um, three point percentage okay. shooting in the in the NCAA's Canadian guy and he's now this isn't one like I shot one I'm one for yeah, one yeah, yeah. I'm 100% <laughs> you see this guy shoot yeah. and man he's 
he'll, he'll go out when he's unchallenged and he's just shooting there. He'll be, you know, comparable to the, the guys in the NBA All-Star game hitting all those points. But he, he does a lot of stuff for the community, especially mm -hmm. with, with kids, mm -hmm. you know. So anybody who's doing, doing work to help, you know, work with youth is, is kind of big on, on my, uh, yeah. on my, my realm, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jesse Lipscomb, mm -hmm. love Jesse Lipscomb. He's, uh, he's done a lot of good stuff for, with the make it awkward, yeah. um, make it awkward event or the, the summit that he had. Um, you know, he had some issues with social media with that a little while ago. And yeah. I think a lot of, is that about like the funding model? Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. I read about and that. And you know what? Like, I think, I had to, I publicly supported him yeah. with that. Like I had friends on Facebook who maybe didn't know that I, I knew him. And it was like, you know, everybody on social media makes a comment and maybe it's taken out of context or maybe, maybe they meant it to be a, taken a certain way. Right. And, and, and it just came out wrong, right? right. We all say stupid stuff at, at now some it's points. stuck in the in the ethos right. forever right. if we do on social media. And you forget about you know all the good things somebody's done, you know. Hundred percent. And I think he's he's done a lot of good stuff yeah. for the city. How weird is it now that we have social media that like you say Jesse's name and I'm like instantly, yeah. oh, I know he's in a tropical place right now yeah. because of his Instagram yeah. stories yeah. and like- He and his wife took off. We're just like so connected now. And I think so. And I, I think that could help build the community. I know like even with this podcast, like I'm on a one man mission to like talk to everyone in this city yeah. pretty much. Like, I'm <laughs> But it's it's pretty cool because I mean, we had, we had Grant on the- Grant Fear on the yep. cover of the magazine last summer. I didn't even know and that. I approached him on I approached him on Twitter. He followed me on Twitter oh. or followed Yeg Fitness. Grant's on the Twitter. best. Grant's on cool. Twitter. And he remembers who you are. Yeah. Like we saw him at the Vegas Awards and we were staying in the same <laughs> hotel. He was there with his wife mm -hmm. and he looked over and waved. Come on over, <laughs> let's have a drink. And you know, schedules we got busy and stuff. But I was like, hmm, Grant Fear. Fears like, the best. Yeah. Like I'm a Spruce Grove guy, so yeah. I went to the same high school. I yeah. played hockey in the, the same Fury. Fiora Arena, Fiora Arena, right? Yeah. And uh, remind me after this to show you the trailer for the sure, documentary. Yeah, no, it'd be cool. I, guys like that, like I'm TJ Sadler from Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. How am I going to meet Grant Fuhr? Right. And he just messaged him on Twitter. Hey, would you like to be on the cover of the magazine? Just you know, he's not going to get back <laughs> to me. And sure enough, right? I can picture exactly what he said. Yeah, sure, yeah, sounds good. Right? And the nicest guy ever. <laughs> you know, Zach Cassian had yeah. him on the cover a while ago. Same mm -hmm. thing. You see, you see Zach on TV, and like he's he's going to be he's a tough guy. He's yeah. going to be an asshole, right? He's not yeah. going to be a nice guy. Most genuine nice guy out there. So I think the nice thing about social media is it lets you not say with celebs or whatever, but I mean it lets you like meet people that you may have never never contacted or connected yeah. with before but you've got a shot with everyone that's pretty much it right you do, like, yeah right you know not waiting to like run into someone on the street you yeah. like genuinely can like put your best foot forward and be like hey and yeah. if they see it they see it if not that's right oh, and well. i mean it's just somebody with similar interests with you you're, mm -hmm. you're following them on instagram or whatever and i don't know there's somebody in paris i mean i follow this guy in paris your favorite city to to visit yeah. i could never live there but favorite city to visit and uh, restaurant we go to whenever we were there, just messaged the guy. Same thing. I was like, he's not gonna message me back. And mm -hmm. he's, oh yeah, it's still open. Just trying Amazing. to see if the place was was still uh, still in the works, right. right? But just being able to communicate with somebody, mm -hmm. you know, thousands and thousands of miles away, or somebody that shares some similar interests with you. That's mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing about social media. 
Yeah. Oh, it's definitely got some positives and and negatives, yeah. but I think the ne- the negatives are like one of my other guests said, Kelty O'Connor. She goes, I think social media is just purging all of this badness that we all had hidden away, right? The Harvey Weinstein's oh, and yeah. the you know the Eric Wien- Eric Weiner, the politician. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever his name yeah. was. But it's you know it's like it's so sad and depressing all this stuff that's happening. But it's it's really just exposing all all the badness. And now. Whether we're, you know, we're held, held accountable now yeah. and you can no longer run a really shady business in a city yeah. and then just when you've screwed over everyone in that town, move to the next city yeah. because your reputation is now online everywhere. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. I think it holds people accountable. Like we all have good and bad in us and we're all capable of really bad things yeah. and we all act the way society contextually allows us to act. Yeah. So if we're held accountable on a global scale, I think that can only do good for yeah. the world. It can, it can be, it can be good and bad because sometimes people will do stupid things on social media, mm-hmm. and they get called out for it. But at the same time, they that could not destroy them, but people can sometimes take it a bit, a bit far. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the the, t- the three kids who were heckling Connor the other day. Yeah. Right. Some you know totally stupid to begin mm-hmm. with. They're not hockey fans to begin with. Yeah. The idiot who decided to post that mm-hmm. on his on his Facebook, right? Yeah. And now the media, of course, everybody is on these on these guys. Yeah. And does he deserve it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you're being a you're, you're being an idiot. There was mm-hmm. no need for you to do something like that, right? He's not a kid anymore. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, when you post something on social media now, I mean, everything is is under scrutiny. I mean, if he posted that and shared that with his friends before, yeah. it would have just fallen to the wayside. Nobody would have nobody would have heard about it. Right. right? Well, I think so a couple things on that specifically. For, firstly, yeah, how old are the kids? I don't think they were. Uh, 20 maybe? maybe? 20. Yeah. I think I taught one of them. I think it's like that was a really stupid thing to do and to post it like and be proud of it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a positive because it not only teaches them a huge lesson, but teaches anyone else who sees that like, okay, don't mess around, you know, like just don't be a dick basically. But I think the other thing that's good that comes out of it is showing that like, look, some of these players have to deal with a lot of shit all the time and people don't realize it. So like you would always hear stories of like, oh, so-and-so is an asshole. I said hi and he didn't say hi back or asked for an (laughs) autograph and he says no. But that's just like one snapshot in their life. Yeah. And like, like a guy like Gretzky who has dealt with that for decades yeah. of just constantly being badgered everywhere he goes. And so it's eye-opening for people to see that like these players get hassled a yeah. lot, right? And so sorry they can't be on all the time, but they're, they're, they're not human there for being. your entertainment they're 24, human, 24 seven, Not 24-7, right? but on the ice on they the are. On the ice they are, but yeah. not 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's, you know, there with his family mm-hmm. and we've I mean maybe it's a generational thing too I mean my wife and I uh, myself maybe more so I'm definitely more the guy who's I'm not going to go up to somebody if I recognize we had Caitlin on the mm-hmm. husband on the cover of our last edition and she was back at the ice palace and I'm like oh shit there's Caitlin yeah. over there and she's she's skating and right. I'm like I'm not going to go talk to her right <laughs> start my, banging on the glass like, Caitlin like, hey Caitlin, Caitlin hi she skates away right <laughs> Same thing when we're at the awards. We uh, we we finished after the the NHL awards and we came back to the hotel and we were at Sinatra's and you know in comes Gretzky, yeah. in comes Batman. Everybody starts coming in, and my wife's like, you know, should 
get ask Gretzky to to get his autograph or something. Go talk to the picture. Go talk right? to the. I'm, like, I'm not gonna go up. <laughs> like he's he's here having a, a good time. Yeah. And he walks by and came back out. Ashley's like, go in the bathroom. I'm like I'm not gonna go get my picture <laughs> with Gretzky in the bathroom. How weird would that be? Guys don't do that. No, no, no. Sorry, maybe <laughs> we don't you do guys, you ladies do right. But he he came out and I'm like I'm good, not saying anything. Yeah. She's like, Mr. Gretzky. Just wanted to say hi, you know. Yeah. Com- wanted to, you know, glad glad for Connor. Mm-hmm. Would you mind taking a picture? And he right away is like, I don't do photos. Oh. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. we weren't pissed off or anything. We're right. Like, we understand. Yeah. He's like, I'm just kidding. Oh wow. He was doing that all weekend yeah. with everybody. Good. I don't do photos. Good for him. You know, but that's funny. Super, again, super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't need to do that at all. But mm-hmm. you're right. Some people would. If if a um, athlete said something like that and was serious because they've been has- hassled all day or having a bad day or whatever, mm-hmm. we forget that you know there there are people, but some people would get pissed right off and yeah. and take to social media to to call them out. That's funny, you know. I like that. I was standing next to him one time at a hockey game, and all these people were taking snapping photos on their cell phones, and he and I had been talking and. I go, you have to excuse me. They all just want to capture a photo of you and I together. And <laughs> you, you, you get used to them eventually. And he laughed. He's like, I've dealt with this for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, so what's happening in this city in the next year that you're really excited about, TJ? Uh, it's well, there's the Red Bull uh, crash dice coming this up this weekend. weekend. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I think having the, having the ice district man that's we lived down there yeah and it was a it was a shithole we lived down there <laughs> yeah we had a great loft yeah like we had a two-floor loft and we overlooked you know downtown people right. would come to our house after a night out at the bower or yeah. whatever it was before right and uh you know it was a great place but on a friday saturday night it was just dead it's just depressing or, yeah. you know drunks or whoever just hanging out on the streets and mm-hmm. it was not fun and now you go downtown and it's lively, you know, you don't have to go for a hockey game. You can just go downtown and, and enjoy everything that's happening after the game or after a concert. So right. I like that. And I think that also has brought in a lot of these these other events, mm-hmm. you know, just having the Ice District has opened up the city to have, you know, was it FISE, F-I-S-E, that, that bike uh is it it's like bmx bikes okay they do the flips and stuff they've had it down at horlack park the last couple of years oh cool so is that downtown now uh the, not downtown it's in horlack okay they've still got they need the the space right. out on the grassy areas but i don't know that that wouldn't would have come to edmonton had right raises you know, the profile yeah. internationally edmonton's not not deadmonton anymore There's no a lot going on in the city but they took away our damn slogan yeah. city of champions yeah and you know what I try and do is yeah we've got a lot of great athletics and athletes that have come from this city and sports teams that have won multiple multiple championships and dynasties but what I really try and get across is that like the champion moniker doesn't need to just be applied to athletes there's so many awesome people doing things like you're doing and contributing to the community and really just like creating a net impact or a net positive impact that then multiplies through everyone else it touches and if you can just make someone else's day better and they yeah. make someone else's day better it just it, it rises it's, all tides i'm sure like you know the story of of the city of champions right it mm-hmm. wasn't because of the oilers and the eskimos mm-hmm. it was right after the, the the tornado right that ripped through the city yeah. and it was city of champions everybody right. all came together i'm sure the oilers and eskimos and everybody were were part of that but i think 
I think the moniker and what you're doing here, I mean, it does it does hold true. You know, you just because you've won a Stanley Cup or you've won a Grey Cup or whatever, you're an athlete. You know, those aren't the only the only champions in the city. There's right. This is a small so fraction. Many people. Them, right? Yeah. There's so many people. Whether it's a doctor at the U of A doing research or you know some some nonprofit company who's uh, helping helping refugees. You know, mm-hmm. Syrian refugees acclimatized to minus thirty in yeah. Edmonton, and having no clothes and you know nothing off, nothing on their backs, yeah. right? Getting them engaged in the community. And immigrants who come here must just be. Oh boy, we've had kids at our school that come in like January, this for second semester, yeah. and no, no parkas, right? No, no winter clothing. Brutal. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, TJ. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have? No, I Any glaring omissions? <laughs> I appreciate, you know, coming in here last minute and uh, filling in for a cancellation. And yeah, this was lots of fun. That's good. That just gets you to back on the list for round two there when I go. start doing round twos. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming in. And awesome. uh, YGFitness.com or .ca? Both. Both? Yeah. On Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Check it out. I know I was reading through it the other day and it's just like, man, like I haven't updated my fitness knowledge in a while and i'm like this is great like i spent like an hour just clicking through articles awesome yeah it's enjoyable and keep doing good things perfect all right thank you thank you yeg for listening stay fun stay fresh but most of all stay fit later